Proverbs 15.22, NLV. Plans go wrong without talking together, but they will go well when many wise men talk about what to do. Welcome back to this week's episode of Melon and Medley, where we have a very special guest that's near and dear to my heart. We're going to try to look at what we were talking about last week about moving forward and try to get her take on what she has to say about it. Stay tuned. Let us pray. Dear Father God, thank you for blessing us with this opportunity of fellowship. Father God, we know that you have a lot to say about what it means to move forward, but we pray that you open our hearts, minds, bodies, souls, and spirits to be able to receive not only one perspective, but a multitude of perspectives that may be able to speak to things more than we would be able to in our own flesh, but also be sure to discern exactly what it is that you want your children to know. All of your kings and queens are on their different moving forward journeys, but we just pray that you just invade this space so that we are able to get a heavenly conversation out of this podcast. It's in all these things we ask, not by our will, but your will. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Welcome back to this week's episode of Melanin Medley, where we get an extended version of Medley. This week, I have my special guest, which is my sister, Kiara. Say hey. Hey, everyone. So this girl's been my ride or die since I got here, which is kind of how that works, right? You're my sibling. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so just so we're clear, we are not twins. We do not sound alike. We do sound alike. Yeah. We sound alike. Yeah. But we're going to try to make sure that you know who's who. But I'll be interested to know if y'all are able to spot the difference. We sound a little bit different. Just a little. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Let's first take a look at what you think of the episode. You know, I really enjoyed this episode. I felt like it took me back to several moments where I went through different transition periods in my life and um, thinking about how I felt about those at the time and how they um, really helped to transform me and how I viewed them afterwards and really appreciated them. So really thinking about pivotal moments in my life as I went through that episode, I thought it was, was really helpful. and also getting the biblical context behind why we go through these seasons, I found that to be powerful as well. Yeah, so that was the main takeaway when we think about what it means to move forward, right? Like we go back to those moments where God had us in different seasons and he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to get to step in. Who said that, Martin? Get to step in. I'm mad Martin has made his way into this episode. (laughs) Thus says the Lord. So. Yeah, the Lord takes us to these moments where we have to remember he's moving us to something new, right? So could you give us like two to three examples that people may be able to like draw on from your moving forward journey? I think one of the things I thought about, like you mentioned um, where people might say that you were acting like a different person or you become a different person. So I, I think when I heard that, the first thing I thought about was Um, Shortly before I graduated from college, I had a friend uh, come come to support me for my graduation and she was telling me how different I am compared to who she knew me as in high school and that's 
not to say that I was this totally different person in high school. I just had kind of changed physically and changed um, my goals. Um, and it was kind of hard. I felt like it was a point of, of tension for us throughout my, my graduation weekend because she felt like she didn't know this person who I had become. But I felt, and something I said to her, is that, you know, I should not be the same person I was when I was 15, 16 years old. There should have been some type of transformation or growth um, over the years. So I felt that that really was like a, a, one of the main things that came up to me in that moment. Um, and I think about how how much of a, a tough time it was, like leaving college and moving on to that, that next phase in life, but how important the coming months would be in kind of shaping what my future would be like. Yeah, you spoke to some really strong points, especially in those transitional periods, which is what our moving forward seasons look like, that people try to tell you, oh, you think you big and bad. You can't call nobody no more. You don't, you acting like you don't know us anymore. You acting brand new. And it's like, no, I'm changing into the person I'm becoming, like Michelle Obama, right? We're never the final cut version of who we are. We are constantly being upgraded. These devices that we're even using to record this episode are constantly being updated and innovated to their full potential. And that kind of speaks to like your experience in college where you saw like your friend who was supposed to be supportive of you telling you like, ooh, you're acting like a brand new person, whatever. And it's like, no, that couldn't have been further from the truth. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I think that that's just something that comes with it. I think sometimes people change for the worse and other times people change for the better. I think if we're going to get to where we're supposed to be, where God wants us to be, change is inevitable. And it's best to fall in line with his plan or go at it alone, as you mentioned in your show. Exactly, exactly. What were some things that stood out to you like, man, she did that. I really like the way that you mentioned how the Israelites were disobedient and how that led to four generations of, basically it took the, the entire family down <laughs> a new path in life. And that one I felt like was very enlightening. Yeah, let's give a quick listen to that segment because that actually cracked me up. In Exodus 12, 40 through 42, it says, the people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. Um, so here we're seeing, there's a token in here that I really want you all to recognize. And it's that God is calling the Israelites out of Egypt after a season of suffering, a long season of suffering under Pharaoh's reign. He emphasizes 430 years. I understand like 430 years can mean different things to different people. It could just mean like a superficial number that nobody really pays attention to. But in this case, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like such a long amount of time. I would say about four generations of children have been enslaved under Pharaoh's reign. Could you imagine what it would mean if in one season, 
the Israelites were disobedient. And if y'all read the Old Testament, <laughs> if y'all read the Old Testament, the Israelites were wild and consistently they they didn't flinch without being disobedient. Like the Israelites were wild in. If you continue to read the Old Testament, you'll see it for yourself. But think about it. One season of disobedience led to the expense of four generations of people. And not just one family lineage, but 430 years of several different generations and family lineages. That's insane. And to think that... Yeah, I actually was not expecting to even have that nugget when I said it, but I always thought back to like, you know, growing up and even our own spiritual journeys that you went through the entire Bible. You always talked about how in the Old Testament, those Israelites were wilding. They were. Every time I, I opened up to continue on that journey through that, that, that marathon of reading the Bible, um, I'd be like, oh, what, is, what are the Israelites up to now? <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that stood out to me is where there was a part where you are describing um, Moses basically preparing to go to Egypt. And he's like, you know, but Lord, like, who should I say brought me here? Who sent me here? And, and you said, tell them I am sent you. Ooh. And that's, um, you know, it, it to me it speaks to like, sometimes people may, may, may give you this impression of like, how dare you have the audacity to even ask for something? How dare you have the audacity to try to invoke some type of change? Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. And essentially God sent me. That's, you know, I am God's child. That's who I think I am. I think I'm acting in my purpose. So that was powerful as well. Now she's spitting bars. Let them know. Okay. That's like something that I feel like a lot of people tend to forget, especially in their moving forward journey. It's never a question of whether or not you're supposed to be there. It's who sent you there, right? Mm -hmm. Because like most of the time we'll think that, oh, it's by my own regard. It's by my own purpose it's it's me making the decision to be there when in actuality if we look at the fine print of your spiritual gifts god put his signature on it Mm -hmm. and when other people try to confront us and tell us that you're not supposed to be there who do you think you are it's more so an opportunity you know that meme where what was it davon davon what was her name off a big brother you know what i'm talking about no davion like she was um that meme where she like busts through the door oh yeah yes i can't remember her name but like the girl off of big brother when she got eliminated she busts through the door like hey it's me and that's what i feel like god be doing whenever there's an opportunity for saying who told you that god be like hey like, <laughs> he'd be like I, this is my opportunity this is my chance i'm here to show out exactly exactly so yeah, I, I I really liked that nugget with saying who I am because that's a gentle reminder not only for the person speaking, that's them reminding themselves like God is with me, God is reminding me why I'm here. But it's also to check that other person's heart like, do you not have the faith to believe that God wouldn't send me here? You think that you're responsible for my elevation and God's quickly like, nah fan, that's all me. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I think God can also remind us of that if we are feeling doubtful ourselves. Like Moses was like, who am I to really go into Egypt and be mm-hmm. telling people 
what they can and cannot do and what they're going to do with my people. Like, who am I? I stutter. Like, what? Like, why am I here? And God reminded him, like, you know, also to him as well. So I think sometimes, you know, we're given these gifts or, or a plan or whatever we have to act out on that God has given to us. And sometimes we're like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if I'm the right person for the job. I don't know if I should be doing this. And God's like, go ahead. I got you. And you're like, but wait. And he's like, no. <laughs> go do what I said. So that's interesting. Yes. And I think that ties into another thing that I brought up last week about like your obedience is tied to other people what do you think about that point I definitely agree with that point I mean it goes back to that the the impact of on generations to come so I think that when you make a decision to fall in line with what God has planned for you how that can impact people in the generations to come I mean think about something as simple as me following what I was supposed to do, like in terms of my education, how that helped to shape things and what I learned about interviewing and how that helped you later when you were going through your interview processes. And had I not done what I was supposed to do, then maybe I I wouldn't be as much of a resource to those who came behind me. So that's an example, but there are other things, like I have mentees that I've helped out. So I think that when you go and not just doing what you're, you want to do, but doing what God says that you should be doing, how there is always some moment where you have to turn around and pay it forward in some type of way. And I think those are ways that you can really see, okay, I see the purpose. I see why I went through this. Because sometimes while we're going through that process of kind of trying to carry out the plan, whatever the plan is for that that point in your life, you're like, why am I doing this? I'm frustrated. I'm stressed out. I don't really want to do this anymore. But you carry forward it anyways. And then soon as you, you know, soon as you really get settled, you turn around and there's someone at your door like, I need help. And there's part two of your mission waiting for you right there. So um, I do think that when you make a decision not to do something, it does impact everyone, um, everyone else around you and people you may not even have met yet. Yeah, just listening to that back, it just resonated with how much this journey of moving forward has nothing to do with us and everything to do with those that come behind us and even those that we're standing with in this season. I feel like you had a lot of connections with this, which is exactly why I wanted to bring you in on this episode. So what else may have stood out to you? Um, I guess the last point I'll bring up is um, you mentioned who wants to be a know-it-all. And I think for me, being a person who really values education and trying to, before I take action on anything, I feel like I have to educate myself. Like I need to take a class, I need to read a book, I need to consult with someone before I take action on things. And sometimes, there are times where that learning comes later that action that next step how to go about something comes later Mm -hmm. but you have to take that first step first and then the rest will come you think about all the times where Moses as he's trying to get the folks out of Egypt or the Israelites out of (laughs) Egypt (laughs) he's trying to get them out and he's presented with new challenges every time Pharaoh says no and God kind of tells him do this And then he takes action. Now, going into Egypt, Moses didn't know he needed to do all of those things. He just knew he needed to go and say, 
where my people go essentially mm-hmm. but he didn't know all the additional steps he need to take once he actually got in and when he needed to know the next step god was right there and gave that to them so i think you know as someone who is and growing in my spiritual journey it's something that's difficult for me to keep in mind because i want to have all the answers and have a well thought out plan before i take action on things um but i realized in those seasons where i have just taken action and kind of trusted um i've had what i needed just as much as i would if i had just sat down and took a million classes and made a million plans that and in the, in the end, honestly, everything does not go according to plan. Every time, if I think about it, every time there is something that happens and you have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you ultimately get to the destination. So why not trust along the way? Ooh, you said nothing but a word right there. Trusting the process is probably the biggest thing about this moving forward journey that a lot of people tend to overlook. Because it's this whole thing of like, God has given me everything up until this point. Now, what do I need to do to position myself to do it? And God, the whole time is like, I'm right there with you. Why are you trying to do X, Y, Z as if you were the person that I need to do it? And it's like, no, I am in control. I am directing and ordering your steps. And I'm not going to give you the full picture. Matter of fact, I'm only going to give you what the mountaintop looks like. Do you ever get irritated about that? Yes. (laughs) I I agree. Like, because again, I am a planner. I need all the details, all the facts, so I can make an informed decision. And I can spend months going through that process. And God will be like, yep, that's all you're getting. You're going to take the leap or not. You know, and I think sometimes we're waiting for this magical thing to show up at our door and like, figure everything out for us and give us all the answers but I think in order for God to take action sometimes you actually need to take a step like I think that people they don't consider that part like once you receive what you're supposed to do you actually need to take a step towards doing it even if you can't see everything ahead of you you actually need to do it or else you can't accomplish what you need to accomplish What was your reaction to when I said, what was your, or what is your MF? I was like, where is she going with this? And I was (laughs) like, "Mm." you know, the ratchet side of me was like, let me see who made me upset today. Maybe that's what she means by MF, because we all know what it means, y'all. I know we Christian, but you know what MF means. So then I was like, okay, moving forward. Okay, okay, we're back on track. Lord have mercy. What You see, y'all, this is what I mean by, like, we all not perfect. We in progress. And I knew as soon as I said that, I was like, y'all about to be out here cursing. Like, ooh, demon said we could say, what's my MF? Like, no, I did not say that. So just with that being said, what is your moving forward? Who or what are you moving forward from or to in this season? I feel like I'm moving from... uh season of doing everything my way Mm. Mm. nope nope we gotta pause here ladies and gentlemen i apologize for cutting off this one but we all know that one person in our life that has to have a plan a set direction of how things are supposed to go we oh yeah now you're looking over there though look over here we all have that one person that we know is always on their game, but they're always stressed out about something. So ladies and gentlemen, for the people in the back, we're moving forward from what? 
doing everything my way. Okay, you can continue. Just pity. (laughs) (laughs) And moving towards bringing God to the decision table, Mm. at the head of the table, um, as I make decisions and figure out what's next. This is a season of a lot of reflection. I am coming out of an interesting phase in life um, in terms of understanding my career, understanding relationships, understanding um, just how I, I look at and, and treat my overall health and wellness. And um, I think as I look towards the future, I'm looking towards where is my opportunity to really take what I feel has been my testimony and mm. during the season of where I've feel like I've grown spiritually, I've learned a lot about myself. How do I take this and turn this into a purpose for myself? And as we've spoken to earlier, just how can I make sure that I'm not the one who's like not doing what I'm supposed to do, not being (laughs) obedient, like, you know, messing things up for generations to come. I do feel like I've been given this idea of what I should be doing next. So now it's just a matter of acting or taking more action because I've already acted, but taking more action to really see it come to fruition. I can really say there's, as I I move towards that, um, I have more of a sense of peace when I'm making decisions. Um, I think that there's just this part of me that's connected and knows, okay, this is what he wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Now I know that the question is, will I follow it? Will I do it? And I think that's something that every believer might struggle with. Mm-hmm. They might think, oh, no, you can't mean that because clearly I've done the analysis and <laughs> this is the direction that we should be going in. Like, I think, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a little tired today. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you, we all know how that usually turns out. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, moving from doing things my way and moving towards Playing out at the head of the table. That's so real. I really, I have no words. I can't add anything to that. You said that. I should add like a mic drop effect there, but this mic too expensive to be dropping, so I'm gonna just leave it there. Um, so yeah, and like speaking more towards your journey as you're moving from being in control, trying to essentially play God in your life. If I could add that. What is your story? Like, who are you? Oh, I was born on a sunny day. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I guess in terms of my spiritual journey, like, I would say that, you know, growing up, I think when I was maybe in my younger years, we went to church pretty consistently. Um, But as I moved into my teenage years, there wasn't, I mean, you know, go to church on Easter, go to church on Christmas, maybe New Year's and you know, maybe some time in between, uh, but not really this consistent church going, consistent reading the Bible, consistent just anything for me. I mean, I don't ever judge someone whose spiritual life is in that state because I think that we all have our own journeys, but that was just mine. I don't think that I was a bad person then. I don't think I'm a bad person now. I just think I'm in a different area on in my faith. I think when I really started to hunker down and say, okay, I am tired. I cannot do this anymore. I am so frustrated. I really need to figure out how to get my life back on track. Like, I don't know how I got here. Like I consulted God at different times, but has there been a consistent consultation 
in decisions in my life no so what I spoke to earlier where I was like well I feel like God told me to do this so I did it and I think others benefited I still stick by that I just think that there wasn't consistent consultation once I checked whatever box I felt I was supposed to check I did my own thing from there um, so I found myself at I wouldn't say a rock bottom it sounds pretty dramatic but I just found myself in a very low place a very dark place and I really didn't know what was next for me what I needed to do so I decided to embark on this spiritual journey I said well there was this book I had started reading uh, by Priscilla Shire it's called uh, Fervent and she made a movie about it The War Room so I started reading her book um, to learn more about prayer and I'll definitely link that in the show notes for y'all because she gifted me that book. Yes, yes. It was a very, very powerful book in my journey because I had picked it up um, one year and then I didn't pick it up again for, I'd say, two, three years. And I didn't finish it the first time I picked it up. So um, when I picked it up again, I was like, you know, something people always say, oh, did you pray? And I'm like, what does this mean? Like, you tell me to pray. I don't know what what am I supposed to do? Do I open the Bible? Do I close it? I mean, close my (laughs) eyes, leave it open. Like I like I said, I'm a very process oriented person, structured person. So if you tell me to go do something, I want to go do it. So I felt like, okay. Um, I want to learn more about prayer, how I can go about it. And I felt like that book was like my introduction to how I can structure my prayer life. Um, And then I was like, well, as I was going through the book, it was interesting seeing her different interpretations of, you know, scripture. And it was good. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of like when you go to church and you your pastor is kind of teaching you about the Bible. But I felt as I was going through it, like, okay. I like that I have these these people who God has given us to guide us through things, but I also want to have my own understanding. I want to open the Bible and read it and and have my own understanding of what it is. So um, I thought about going to buy a Bible, but then I realized my mom had bought me one for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So I I wanted to have something like a physical book because I didn't want to get distracted by technology while going through it. So I started my journey of reading the Bible, going to church consistently, and I felt like it really started to change things. I still went through, you know, some trials even after that. I was at a low point, but I'd argue that I went even lower Mm. after. I started that journey so really to see it through I think some people might give up some people might feel like God's not listening but it was such a powerful time Mm -hmm. in my life the way I look back on the things I went through now and feel like man like that was something incredible I feel like there's some purpose in this and I have to take it and make it something so where I feel like I am today I think that I still struggle like everyone else. I fast now more, not just when the church tells me to do it, but I do it on my own. Um, I read, but sometimes I fall off on that too. I do Bible plans when I feel like I need to try to get more consistent. And I'm in constant search of the church home that is best for me, but I do catch (laughs) church on Sundays. Um, So I'm still a work in progress and I applaud anyone who is. But I think that, again, it's not having this perfect journey or perfect start. I think the goal is to start and I'm glad that I have. Wow, y'all hear that? This girl is a beast. Like, she doesn't take it easily. So if y'all want to blow her up in the show notes about how great she is, definitely do it because she deserves the world. And I can't wait for the Lord to give it to her. So just speaking more so towards your spiritual journey, what would you say are some 
fundamental tools that helped you develop your spiritual foundation? Because as you already said, like you spoke to some elements of what you do in your day to day. But if we could just get it down to the pins and needles, what are some things that helped you develop your spiritual foundation today? I guess I'll give you, I'll try to give you a few Mm. and I'll I'll try to keep it concise. Maybe I'll limit it to five. Mm. The first I'll say is one, figure out your prayer style. There's lots of books out there and sermons on how to pray. You even sent me one from from Transformation Church. Sure did. A series on that. Y'all, I be pubbing Transformation <laughs> Church if y'all don't know that already. I already linked it in the show notes but I'll link it again. That Charged Up series, what'd you think? I thought it was great. It was, again, another perspective on how to approach prayer with God and a breakdown of it. So I think that figuring out your prayer style is going to be important. I think it's I feel the most important part of the relationship. Um, So I think that would be the first thing I would say. There's books, there's sermon. One, go figure out your prayer style. The second thing I'll say is reading the word. I think everyone should go through the, the process of reading the Bible cover to cover. And there's several plans out there that can help you do it. I personally, if I could go back in time, I probably would have followed a plan instead of taking (laughs) it page by page of lists and lists of names and whatnot. But I think going and reading the Bible and really understanding like what God has to say, I think having that perspective on your own is important and it's an important part of your relationship and you can't rely on other people to give that to you. The third thing I will say is finding a spiritual advisor and this is we have our spiritual advisor we Mm -hmm. have the same person actually other we have a minister in our family and he is fabulous and he is so instrumental in our journey but I think having someone who you can talk to to kind of help you understand because listen I have questions all the time I'm like what (laughs) yes I'm gonna call Nicodemus sometimes but I have questions I like I don't and this is some of my hesitancy with even being on here. I'm like, I still have questions about things. I don't want to act like I'm this perfect person. I want to act like I read this and automatically feel like, oh, yes, I believe this immediately. So when you have that person in, in your life who can kind of help guide you through those types of things, um, I think it's it's great if you can find someone that you can really trust who has nothing to gain. They just want to spread the word. I think it's helpful when you're trying to develop as a Christian. It's similar to having a mentor at work. The fourth thing, and this is similar, I think finding a church home. I think at the time I was going, when I first started my journey, I was going to a church in the Chicago area. That's where I was living at the time. Um, And since then, I've when I've really like deepened my faith, I've been going to a different church consistently. And now I'm in in search of a new church. So I think finding a church home, this is something I haven't quite mastered yet, but I find that when I'm going to church, consistently a specific church it really helps me to develop more than kind of doing this hopping around that's the fourth thing and then the fifth and final thing i will say is the bible app i think it's fabulous i mean some of those plans in that app i don't know say that (laughs) you're like who told you (laughs) yes but when you find there's a lot of good ones in there and i think it's good because again for me a person who really likes structure i think that app is fabulous and okay here's a, a certain thing i'm going through in life right now and here's something specific i can point to in the word that i can study and really marinate on um to find out 
how what does God say about this? Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's my my top five to to growing spiritually or starting your spiritual journey. Now, BuzzFeed did not sponsor this portion of this episode, but she did give us a top five. And I'm glad you did. I, I really appreciate how you spoke to not having it all figured out. And I think that's the most important thing I always want my kings and queens to take away from this episode or even the podcast overall is that the Lord's not looking for people who have it all figured out. He's looking for someone who's listening, right? Who will answer the call. And I think as long as we keep that at the forefront, we'll have as many imperfect Christians walking in this world, but are they loving enough to accept people in their process, not in their beginning stages, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you really hit the nail on the head with this whole spiritual foundation thing. So let's keep moving on. Speaking of process, now we're going to get into the rapid fire round of this episode. We're about to talk about your melanin medley that is the whole point of this whole show so we pretty much talked about your spiritual foundation who you are how you are why you are spiritually but with the medley we want to know like what do you do to grow physically mentally and emotionally well you know i like to go on walks she and I'm like a pretty walking. fast walker, too. Yeah, I can walk for miles without issue. But I do hope to start a workout plan soon to get back on track. I used to be muscle woman. Ooh! I'm going to be fine. I'm going to catch the end of hot girl summer. <laughs> um, fine girl fall. Mentally, I would say um, I like to read a lot. So I like to read and um, think about different ways to think about things and to, to develop And emotionally, I think it's been really important for me to ensure I have my my me time. I think that when I don't have my me time, I can get pretty cranky sometimes. So I understand like how to keep me balanced and in check. This is probably a mental and an emotional thing, but it's just a part of my overall self-care to make sure I take some time out to take care of myself. It could be to go on a walk. It could be doing yoga. It could be you know, having a therapy session, it could be anything, a massage, but making sure I take that time out for myself to really care and nurture myself helps to keep me balanced mentally and emotionally. So this is a really quick one. What do you do for a living? I work in marketing. What's your age range? I'm not going to put you on blast, but... I'm in my early 30s. See, y'all, we have variety and diversity at Melanin Medley. She's laughing at me. Anyways... Another question I got for you. What is one of your favorite gospel songs right now? God's Got a Blessing by Norman Hutchins. What is what do you like about that song? Um it just it it it, it has a bump to it. I ain't gonna lie. Not a bump. Oh <laughs> <laughs> god, like I like it. Um and it kind of keeps me um expectant. I think sometimes we Think about God and like what he can do for us. So we always hear this, what can you do for God? Mm -hmm. You always want to know what he can do for you. But I think as I'm, again, coming into this season where I feel like it's time for me to execute on things, I think it's a blessing to be able to carry out this thing, this gift that I've been given from my journey. So it just is a song that just makes me feel like expectant. Like I'm about to make God proud. I'm about to change the world. I'm about to to influence others. it's just an exciting thing. So I like that song. That one gets me pumped with the bump. 
<laughs> Are you Dr. Seuss on here? <laughs> pump I with a bump. <laughs> pump, bump, da da da. Don't like what's next. So, the next question I have for you is like, what is your melanin MO? MO. No, I'm not cursing again. <laughs> I want to be a virtuous woman. So I tried to operate in that way. Okay, speak on it. I think that a virtuous woman is one who lives in her purpose. And um, she sees something greater than herself um, that she can do in life. And she pursues it. Um, I think that she is, she takes care of herself. She is selfless in some ways but she she's mindful of of who she needs to be so that she can carry out her greater purpose and sometimes that might mean caring for herself as well wow that's a really beautiful way to put it and i think you are incredibly virtuous oh thank you i love you baby sister. stop it anyways um i am so so happy that you came to join me today you dropped so many gems like so many gems and i just want everybody kings and queens all of the people in the world to know how much i love you and how grateful i am for you um it's people like her it's people in my tribe and it's people around the world that encourage me to feel like this melanin medley podcast is more than just me behind the mic it's about the people that are being impacted each and every day that are in their dream deferreds or they're moving forwards. Thank so, you for having me. So. I love you. Okay, anyways, I love you too. Once again, thank you so much for coming and joining us today on Melanin Medley. Like, you have definitely changed the game and you're my very first guest. Da. Okay, um, yes, thank you for joining us. So before we wrap up the show, is there anything, like any thoughts, any proverbs, any final nuggets that you want your kings and queens to walk away with today? Not a proverb, but a song. Okay. From the New International Version, Psalm 139.14 says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I say that to say... Remember who you are. Remember who God made you to be. It's something I have to remind myself when I feel like I can't do what I've been called to do, when I feel like I can't make it through a tough day. I have to remember who I am. And remember that I can do anything he says I can do. Ooh, look at me throwing something else in. I can do all things. Yes, the Philippians. So um, I'll leave it at that. You know, Nas once said, no. I know I can. This is we'll save that for a different podcast for a different day. B. No. What? I want to be. No. Okay, y'all. So thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we're going to talk about who's in control here. Now, I'm not going to spoil it for you all, but you might want to tune in for part three of the Moving Forward series. Now, let's close this out with a prayer. Kiara, do you mind doing the honors? Sure.
Father God, I thank you for bringing my sister and me together to fellowship, to discuss your word, to discuss our spiritual journeys and allowing me to share my own with her audience. Father, I know that you have given us all gifts, me, my sister, all those who are listening. I know that you have given us gifts that you look forward to us carrying out, God. And I ask that you just reach out and touch each of us and help us to to know the next steps that you would like us to take in life. Um, Help us to know how we can live out your purpose. Help us to see the greatness in living out your purpose, God. Um, I thank you for this opportunity today and I hope that I have made you proud and I hope that my sister, you continue to bless my sister on this path that she is on to help spread your message to others. So all these things in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So that wraps up this week's episode of Memo and Medley and I'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to email me at d-e-m-e-l-a-v-e-r-d-a-d at gmail.com and keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear what you, your friends, and family thought about this week's topic. Email me your questions, your thoughts, and even suggestions you may have for future episodes. Feel free to follow me on social media at the Melanin Medley Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, keep your heads up, kings and queens, and I'll see you next week. Bye.